bills that would protect abortion access in the city. I'm Liz Anderson. In Virginia, the latest COVID quarantine guidelines for kids. I'm Melissa Howell. Ground breaks on a new memorial for fallen D.C. cops. In Northwest, I'm John Doman. Friday morning, it's 7 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. President Biden's wrapping up to a visit to Israel and the West Bank with a stop in Bethlehem, where he's just reaffirmed his support for two states in the Middle East. Palestinian people deserve a state of their own that's independent, sovereign, viable, and contiguous. Two states for two people. But he says the ground isn't ripe yet to restart peace talks. Mr. Biden now moves on to Saudi Arabia, where officials have just announced they're opening their airspace to all carriers, including Israel's El Al. CBS's Linda Gradstein with reaction from Jerusalem. Israeli officials see the Saudi announcement as an important first step toward eventual diplomatic relations. President Biden will fly directly from Tel Aviv to Jeddah today, the first American president to do so. Israel also hopes that Saudi Arabia will allow pilgrims to fly directly from Israel to Saudi Arabia for the Hajj pilgrimage. President Biden's been fending off criticism over his scheduled meeting with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The Secret Service categorically denies a watchdog report. It deleted text messages sent on the day of the January 6th attack and the day before after congressional investigators requested them. Loyola Law's Lori Levinson. Destroying texts may have an innocent explanation, but we haven't heard it yet. And therefore, I think there's going to be a great deal of scrutiny into the Secret Service. Buffalo's top supermarket welcomes shoppers back today for the first time since a mass shooting there in May. Jordan Osborne is a clerk at the store. When I came to the realization that my friends, and not even my friends, but co-workers who were there that day in the store while the shooting was taking place are able to come back, I thought the least I could do was come back. A new report claims childhood vaccinations worldwide are dropping to dangerously low levels. Correspondent Cam McCormick reports. The U.N. blames misinformation and the disruption of the global supply chain for the biggest drop in childhood vaccinations in three decades. More than 25 million children have missed their shot. Vaccinations against everything from tetanus to diphtheria and measles. A U.N. official calls it a red alert for child health. New York City police are reportedly looking into the possibility Ivana Trump died after she fell down a staircase at her townhouse. Former President Trump's first wife told CBS News a few years ago the two stayed in touch. We speak to each other. How often? Yeah, maybe once a week. He asked for your advice. And he, he's still asking me for advice, yes. Ivana Trump was 73. S&P futures up 10. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. 7.03 on your Friday morning. It's the 15th of July. We've got some pretty sunshine this morning. 72 now. We're headed up near 88. Good morning. I'm Joan Jones. And I'm Bruce Allen. Here are the top local stories we're following for you this hour. Protests have been continuing in front of the homes of some Supreme Court justices in Montgomery County. Some of them have been loud. Well, now the county's trying to make sure they remain peaceful. Montgomery 
County Police tweeted it supports the First Amendment right to protest. On Wednesday, police outside Justice Brett Kavanaugh's house told protesters that anyone who violates the disorderly conduct statute will be subject to arrest. That includes being unreasonably loud. Protesters outside Kavanaugh's house questioned the constitutionality of the new rules, but after hearing them did avoid using bullhorns while walking through the neighborhood. Neil Loganstein, WTLP News. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last month, there has been a scramble to adjust to the ruling. In the district, council members heard from the public about two bills under consideration that would strengthen abortion protections in the city. One proposed bill would protect those who help others access pill-induced abortions. Josiah Reedy self-describes as pro-life and says there's a discrepancy about such access. We can't say with one breath that abortions should take place in a supervised and regulated medical environment and with the next but they should be unsupervised and unregulated in people's homes. Another proposed bill would tweak a law from the 1970s to allow any D.C. resident sued for providing abortion access to someone from a state with abortion bounty laws to sue in return. Dr. Sarah Emershein is an abortion care provider in D.C. Patients, clinicians, staff, and supporters must be clearly protected from legal retaliation. Liz Anderson, WTOP News. Also in response to the reversal of Roe v. Wade, students in Fairfax County are calling for widespread reform to the school system's sex education program. In a rally outside yesterday's board meeting, the student group Pride Liberation Project called on the school board to provide more information and resources on contraception. Student organizer Rivka Vizcardo-Lichter spoke during the meeting. In the wake of the Dobbs decision, we need urgent responses from this board. Our reproductive health is being taken away, and that only furthers the need for a more inclusive sexual health curriculum. That's among other suggested changes, like moving sex ed instruction from gender segregated to co-ed. The Fairfax County School Board says it won't make any changes to the program until the fall. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has voiced support for a state abortion, uh, abortion ban after 15 weeks. It's now 7.06 and COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations are creeping upward nationwide and that includes in Virginia. But Governor Glenn Youngkin is loosening quarantine guidelines for children in schools and child care centers. Quarantine is no longer routinely recommended for kids that have been exposed to COVID-19 in schools, camps or in early child care centers. The Virginia Department of Health says this applies to those who remain asymptomatic. The department still recommends at least five days of isolation for anyone who tests positive regardless of vaccination status. Governor Glenn Youngkin says the decision comes as vaccines become more readily available alongside low hospitalization rates. Arlington and Fairfax County schools are following the same guidelines. Check with your school district for specific guidelines when it comes to quarantine for students who may have been exposed. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Now, while cases and hospitalizations related to newest, uh, this newest Omicron surge are rising, deaths related to COVID-19 have remained stable. Coming up after traffic and weather, why the intercounty connector was closed in both directions for seven hours last night. It's 7.07. Rise and shine, honey. We don't want to miss our flight. Our flight is in seven hours. And we have TSA pre-check with our Navy Federal flagship credit card. TSA pre-check? Hmm. Getting my bugle through security will be so much easier now. <sighs> Learn how you can earn up to three times points on travel with the flagship credit card at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Going up? 
If so, you have the International Union of Elevator Constructors Local 10 to thank for that. IUEC Local 10 are go-to experts for elevators, escalators, and moving walkways. If you need your